Disclaimer, Joss, Jules, and Nevermore are not professional therapists. They will be sharing their personal experiences and advice, but this is in no way a substitute for professional help. There is also a good chance of swearing, tears, and triggering conversations, so listener discretion is advised. And welcome to Slaying Demons, a podcast about facing your fears in life and being the best version of yourself. I am your host, Jocelyn, and joining me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Jules, and the returning, quoted nevermore. Hello, ladies. I'm alive. Yes. Yay! You are alive and, may I say, vibrant. Yay. <laughs> if you guys you are listening to the audio version, I do highly, highly recommend you go and check out our YouTube channel because, holy hell, nevermore looks freaking hot. Yeah, she does. I mean, like smoking hot with that hair. Yep. <laughs> she is. She did this big reveal for ever. us. <laughs> you haven't even shown this off on social media, have you? I haven't. I kept it kind of. I wanted you guys to see. Like, obviously, Ben saw it first, and then people at work, which shocked them. <laughs> I mean, they've seen it colored, but I walked in and I was like, "Boom!" <laughs> in your face, and then I just walked to my desk. <laughs> And they were like, wow, that's different. I'm like, yeah. It looks so good. I've been wanting to do it. I just haven't had the energy and I finally did it. So yeah, tell everybody what happened. Oh, so I got sick two weeks ago on Friday. I got off work. I planned to go to happy hour sushi with friends and we're sitting there and I was sitting next to McCullough and she didn't feel great. And I was like, I kind of don't feel great either. Like it just kind of started. And I'm like, it's probably just, I'm tired, whatever, no big deal. So we're sitting and having dinner and like, I'm sitting there and I kept touching like around my neck <laughs> and I was like, I feel hot. I feel hot. And don't I kept you hate doing that it. When I you kept... can like, you can feel like your lymph nodes are just like, Oh, I'm fucked. I <laughs> well, am in but, so much trouble. <laughs> but sometimes like TMI, that means like I'm getting my period because I'll do that. I'll go to bed and I'll be like, I feel like I have a fever or whatever. And then I get my period and whatever. It's just, it's what it is. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm like, okay, fine. So we ended up finishing dinner. We went to Hot Topic where I bought the hair color and then we went to Joanne's and the whole time, like I, we're walking like by the time we get to Joanne's, like I'm in like the little old man, like sit at the front on the bench <laughs> mode where I like can't even focus. Like this isn't a craft store. This is like a place I love to be. And I was just like, oh my God, like I just couldn't pay attention like I felt so out of it and tired so we get home he's recording Azeroth roundtable so I come in the door really quiet I go in the bedroom I lay down and I can just feel like when you can feel where you're laying like just like is just like pulsating with heat like I yes. could just tell that like something was wrong so he gets done and I hear him telling like he's like hey John like we're gonna go or I'll come get you whatever which means they're gonna go to the convenience store and get drinks or whatever and he comes in the bedroom and he's like He's like, hey, sweetie, because I texted him. I didn't feel good. 
but I didn't text him like how bad it was because obviously he was busy and he got done and he like I could tell he had texted John to be like I can't come right now or whatever because he's like how can I help you and I'm like I don't know and I'm like crying <laughs> like Aww. normally I'm not dramatic but just the fact that it came on so quickly and it was like so my temperature was like 1025 or something wow, wow. Just, like I was kind of freaking out that like oh my god like what if it goes hot because disaster thinking like i'm like it's just gonna keep getting higher like i'm gonna die like i was oh it was bad so anyway that turned into like a week of just you know feeling like crap and i haven't picked i have health care finally it started in march um but i hadn't picked a health care person i've been trying to look into it and i hadn't decided on anybody so i went to urgent care and they freaking didn't even help me, like, at all. Like, the girl who took all my vitals spent more time with me than the lady who came in later. She walked in, looked at my throat, was like, it's not strep. It's probably the flu. It's going around. And then she said, here's a prescription for steroids, which my mom was with me, who's a nurse. She's like, no, you're not taking steroids. She's like, apparently that's bad for you. If you take them a lot when you're younger, it's bad for you. When you're older, like, it, I don't know, makes your body react differently after surgeries and stuff i don't know what it was so anyway she was just like no we're not just gonna do it because they said yeah no so they prescribed that and then they're like oh you could do a breathing treatment which i have the ability to do at home i have asthma you know i have that machine and the medication that you squirted to it whatever well the guy walks in to give me the treatment and i'm so used to just doing it myself like i twist off the top like to put the medicine in, you know? And my mom starts laughing. She's like, you just spilled the medicine all over your pants. <laughs> I mean, it's like the tiniest little bit of liquid, but she's just laughing. She's like, um, she's going to need more medication. And the guy turned around. He's like, what? And I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just so, it's such a habit to just get it ready and give myself the medicine. So that was embarrassing. <laughs> oh, no. Basically, I've just been living on uh, the Tylenol cold and flu, which I guess is bad to take tons of Tylenol, but I could tell like it was helping because as soon as it wore off, it was like, okay, it's time to use it again. But uh, yeah, so it was a lot in my lungs and stuff, and it still is. So if they make me laugh, I might cough. Have a cough. We will fit. try so hard <laughs> to be just super serious the whole time. No laughing. Totally. Never more. No laughing. No laughing. It makes it worse when you say don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, that's the long story of I've been feeling like shit for the past two weeks. So I finally feel normal. So, Well, it's good. It actually leads in really well to our demon of the week this week, which uh, also Jules has a really good story to share. But basically what we're going to talk about this week is uh, health concerns and kind of like wanting to go to a doctor, but then being scared to go to a doctor and basically putting things off, which I know I am very guilty of. But Jules, you have a really good story this week to lead us into this topic. Yeah. So a couple weeks ago, I um, we were doing an episode on Torrent Think Tank about um, there was a a thing about what are you putting off that you should just do already? And it was, um, you know, like the question answer. We asked the audience about it. And then, of course, we as the hosts answered that same question. And I asked it because I was like, I know why I'm what I'm doing. I know exactly what I'm putting off. And that was uh, for me when I turned 40, they were like, you need to have a mammogram done. It's routine. You should do this. It's important. You need to do it. And I turned 40 two years ago and I didn't do it. <laughs> and I've been putting it off and putting it off. And I know it's there. It's just like this little demon 
actual demon that just sits there in the corner and goes, you suck. You didn't make this appointment. <laughs> and so I figured I would, I would force my own hand, mm-hmm. say it in public, you know, like, hey, I promise I will go do this. And so I did it. I, I actually had an appointment. And I was, you know, the problem, the reason, and here's the thing. I'm putting it off because I don't want to know if there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. Which I think I'm is the reason afraid. I think a lot of people put off uh, just doctor visits in general, and it could be anything. There's, you know, dentists, optometrists, specialists, like all kinds of things. Whenever you're feeling kind of a little bit off, I think a lot of people go same way Nevermore did with her fever, like, oh my God, and don't ever Google symptoms online, by the way, because it's only going to make it worse because every single symptom points to cancer if you believe the internet. So yeah, I think a lot of us have this like inherent fear, not of doctors, but of finding out that something is horribly, horribly wrong. And I think that just gets worse as we get older because I know my parents are pretty bad. I'm kind of okay. Most of the time I'm just like, yeah, I'll go to a doctor, but I'm getting worse. My parents are pretty bad. And my grandparents were, oh my God, it was like pulling teeth. It's like, they're like, I have a really bad pain in my side and I kind of can't breathe. Well, maybe Mm. you should go to emergency. And they were just like, yeah, I'm sure it'll pass. I'm like, you're 90. Go to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, they would just refuse to do it. And I think it's fear of mortality, like fear of finding out something's really, really wrong. Yeah, and, and you know, there's kind of that two category thing. There's the one where you're where something is wrong, but you're afraid to go find out what it is. And then there's the routine medical stuff that you're supposed to do as you get older, which is you know easier to give. You know, like, hey, nothing's wrong, so there's no reason for you to go to a doctor because there's a mentality to say, well, go to the doctor when I'm sick, mm-hmm. not just to go and get routine medical care. And then you know you'll have the uh, the added issue on top of that for a lot of Americans who don't have insurance or have mm-hmm. a limited in- amount of insurance that you don't want to pay for limited medical care like mm-hmm. you don't or, or, or routine medical care I'm sorry um thank goodness for us in in, in the United States for women currently um the Affordable Care Act actually does cover a routine mammogram as part of 100% coverage um which is great Cause I didn't even know that I had to call and, and check with my, with my, you know, I didn't even know that, which is a big problem. You know, if I didn't know, there's a lot of women that don't know yeah. and they don't go ahead and do it. Right. The other part of it is too, I don't really want to go and have some stranger mess around with my boobs. Like yeah. <laughs> that's, Dude, that's seriously, I don't want people fondling my boobs. <laughs> it was really <laughs> not, it was not comfortable to do this. And it, it I've heard short. that it's, I've heard that it's, it's uncomfortable to the point yeah. of paint. Cause they, they basically like have to like squeeze your boob in between two plates. Right. To take a picture. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And you're so I, and I did this thing where the, I guess it's a newer technology. This is a 3d technology. So it was like, sorry, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't they think anyone like, is going to mind us talking about people fondling our boobs. <laughs> I think everyone's like, they yeah, literally all right. take your, okay. They take your boob and they put it up on a platform <laughs> and then they squished it with this, with this other part of it. <laughs> so I'm like, well, you know, lift the girl and put her up on there. It was like, but, you know, there's there's a woman who is, like, 
you know, a trained specialist that is her job to like position your boob correctly so that the picture can be proper. And I'm sitting there going, this is so weird. And, you know, and then they're asking you questions about like, do you have any, any birthmarks or any strange, like, you know, blemishes because it's going to show up on the scan. And I'm like, and they're like, can we take a look? And I'm like, oh God, like, I just like, she's my stranger boobs. Like, it's just so weird. Okay. So I, I have a question because I know at least in Canada, the recommendation is that you go for a checkup every like annually, like you go for an annual physical. Is that not a thing in the States? Because I have been having doctors touch my boobs for like literally 18 years. (laughs) Oh no. I mean, in order for me to get birth control medication to, you know, manage my migraines and, you know, all that stuff like that, I have to go through a physical like that, which is an internal exam and it's yeah, uh, you know, a breast exam and all that stuff. So I've, but nobody has a, like literally oh, placed but my the... boob on a machine. So. <laughs> okay. Cause I was just like, I, I don't know. It's, it's never actually like that part of it has never bothered me. I'm always just like, oh, okay. Yep. Go ahead. <laughs> have See, at her. Okay. So weird. I have me. never had one. I've never had one ever. Really? And well, my medical, like, of you know, you say people put it off and everything. Mine is financial reasons. Right. Like, I'm scared I'll get there and they'll be like, here's your bill for $5,000. And I'm going to be like, what? <laughs> like, I'm scared. And that has always, I mean, on the fact that I don't always have money either, you mm-hmm. know, but just the fact that it's going to be like this astronomical cost. And that I'm screwed because I don't have that, you know? So that's why I always put it off. But I've never had a mammogram. I think oh, well, no, had, we don't. I've, yeah. Mammograms aren't something that you have until, I think, until your 40th birthday. And then you have them every, is it two or five years? I have no idea. Okay. Um, I, I think it's, they, they you know, because you're, you're, the risk of breast cancer raises is mm-hmm. quite high at 40 and above. But I think Jocelyn's talking about just like the routine. No, I'm just talking about like, that they yeah, do. your routine oh. physical where... I love that Nevermore goes, oh, and grabs her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I do that all the time. I'm doing it right now. I mean, I haven't had, like, actual, like, health care for probably close to 10 years, 10-something years. Um, so I haven't had that. And, like, for a while, like, at one point, like, my boobs were kind of hurting and it was freaking me out. Like, this is when we lived in our own apartment. But uh, I kept telling Ben, I'm like, they're sore. Like, I was walking around the house, like, going like this, like, rubbing, like, chicken, like, chicken winging, like, around the house, rubbing. And I was scared. I was like, does that mean something, you know? So uh, my mom was like, well, you went to that one general doctor. He was, like, a family doctor, but he was, like, specializing in, like, sports care. Like, he gave no shits (laughs) about, like, helping female body parts stuff. I'm like, I do not want to go back to him. So... She took me to actually like a women's care center or whatever, and the lady like touched all over my boobs, and it's weird, dude. Like I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and yeah, it's not comfortable, and it's not something that you're, you know, we don't go out of our way to say this is going to be an awesome experience where I'm going to have to spend a lot of money, and someone is going to, you know, check my body and touch me in ways that doesn't make me totally comfortable. So why would, why do we willingly put up, put up with that? You know, like it's no, that that's why we're, we're, that's why it's a demon. And that was why it was a demon for me. They used to put, um, I don't know if they did this everywhere, but locally, like one of the news stations had like a buddy check system. Like you were supposed to find a friend and like have them check you. Like, I forget how often it was or whatever. (laughs) 
have your friends fill you up? I I guess just as like a a you know <laughs> I don't know. Jules, I don't know about you, but I feel like that radio station was totally playing a trick on Nevermore and everyone else who lives in her general area. Like, I wonder how many ladies we can get to feel each other up. It's a TV station. It was was the Channel 12. It was called Buddy Check 12. And they had you, like, keep an eye on... I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, they did. (laughs) I just remember it was, like, oh, God. I can I can understand like hey Jules have you done like your breast exam lately I can understand like reminding a friend but like hi friend <laughs> I'm here to help Let's you grab your boobs yeah. or my next door neighbor and I said Jocelyn can you come over for my monthly check you would say no <laughs> I'd say check your damn self <laughs> I'm not a doctor. <laughs> Oh my yeah, god, I mean, never how mind. many that's women hilarious. did they get to like actually yeah, fall this? I don't know, but now I feel like I need to like look it up to find out what the program actually was. Uh, Nevermore, I think you need an adult. You know what? It probably is just to remind each other. <laughs> now you remember it the other way. Holy I would have totally signed up for a close friend to come touch my boobs. <laughs> Oh, man. Wow. (laughs) I feel like I've learned so much tonight. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) So, I don't even know how to get this conversation back on track. Um, Jules, I think, uh, so we basically, we've touched on uh, the money reason why some people might not necessarily go and seek out a doctor. But for me, I know, uh, like, I've been really bad lately. Because, I mean... It's so stupid, but I got to a point where I had, like, 10 years of, like, totally fine, everything's good type exams. And so I stopped, like, I, I stopped going. For us, like, at least, uh, it's almost a, a scarcity problem in terms of doctors. So with me, after I, I finished university where we had, uh, like, a doctor on campus, like, we had a, a clinic and, and full access to doctors all the time. So... Once I left that kind of a situation, I was bouncing around a lot because of work. So, you know, like I lived in a couple of different places, Ontario, but never for more than a year. Then I went out east for three years then I came back here. And so because I've jumped around so much, like I don't think I've actually had a family doctor in probably seven years. Mm-hmm. And so I've gone to like clinics for checkups, but it's always really hard when you're going to a clinic every time because... You don't have a doctor that's familiar with you and you don't have a doctor who's like seen you year over year to tell if there's like any changes. So it's like a a less, I guess, personal experience. And I haven't been in years just because I haven't found an actual like doctor. It's probably been like two or maybe three years since I've actually had like a physical checkup. Not old Mm -hmm. enough yet to have mammograms or anything, but at least that part of it. And it's like my problem or like my demon is like, everything's fine so why should i why should i go and even then everything's covered so it's kind of silly for me not to be going but that's my problem is that i just i don't have like i don't have a local doctor dentist or eye doctor which i really should have an eye doctor because i had my eyes lasered a few years ago and they have to check you annually so i haven't been in about a year and a half to go in on my eyes checked which they really Mm -hmm. are supposed to monitor you because they go in there and like zap (laughs) to your eyeballs yeah like that's something you don't really want to 
you know, mess with. Well, that's why I got so frustrated at the at the urgent care. It's like, I understand what it is. I understand that the staff isn't always the same. But I just felt like they were just trying to clear the board of people. Like, that they weren't really caring or listening to what I was trying to tell them. Because at that point, by the time I went... I was off a couple days from work because over the weekend I was sick and then I tried to go back to work. I lasted like maybe two hours and then got sent home. Uh, But I think I went not Tuesday, but Wednesday and I felt a little bit better, but that's why we were kind of like not really wanting to do the steroids because I just felt shitty still. Yeah. And um, then when we got home and everything that next week or so, that's when it started to get worse. Cause what I was worried about with my asthma is that it was going to go into my lungs, which it eventually did. It transitioned down my face and my lungs. Um, not as bad as I expected, but still it was just very, very frustrating that like they didn't listen. But I mean, at that point it's like when you're not well, you can't go into a doctor's office and get, you know, sign up and whatever for all that stuff. So I did what I could with, what was available to me at the time. And I specifically chose an area north of us because I was like, oh, well, it's a nicer area. They'll take hopefully better care of me or time or whatever. Yeah, that wasn't the case. So (laughs) yeah, it was a little little frustrating. Urgent care is definitely, um, it's not the same as having, you know, being able to get an appointment with with a primary physician. Mm -hmm, Um, You know, and, and just like Cinderflame just said, it's like the fast food of healthcare. Like, there's a ton of people there. They want to get you in and out of there as fast as possible. They're not going to spend a whole lot of time on diagnostics and they're going to probably just kind of go for the easy answer because that's what they do. Mm-hmm. And, but you know, you were in a situation where you needed urgent care because you were, you know, rather than like, but so here's, here's the, the devil's advocate side of it. Mm-hmm. You were sick for quite a while, but you didn't call your doctor to me or find a doctor to get set up because you were sick and you didn't want to deal with any of that stuff. Yeah. And so had you been able to do that, like be proactive about it and have a doctor that you could say, Hey, I've been sick for about a week and I'd like to get in to see you tomorrow. Cause they do do that. They do save um, appointments on that day for people who need urgently help. But mm-hmm. this is what we do. We put it off, put it off, put it off until we just can't deal with it anymore. Or a loved one or family member says, you are sick. You need to get help. You need to go to a doctor. Mm-hmm. Well, and I need to start paying attention around March time because last year, thank you, Facebook popped up <laughs> saying, uh, you know, I posted something and it was, I, I remember that last year I got sick for about a week and that post reminded me that that's the time obviously this time I was sick for longer. So I think what it is, is I get hit after flu season, the tail end of flu season with our weather changes like that here. So we're done with February cold kind of, and now we're already transitioning through spring to summer. Like it's like (laughs) this crazy switch. And I think that hits my immune system somehow where I just get wrecked. And um, I do not do flu shots, which people always tell me that I'm nuts. But personally for me, um, probably nine years ago, because Ben and I have been together for that long. So uh, about nine or ten years ago, when I was with my ex, we were both really, really sick. And I didn't know... um, until like maybe a couple years ago that my mom was so worried. She's like, I thought you were dying. Like when I was sick then, uh, because we had like, it was a bad flu. 
I mean, it lasted weeks, multiple weeks. But she said when she saw us and saw my face, I had like no color. She was really worried. And I didn't know if she was that worried. Till now, which I'm kind of glad because I would have like disaster thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If even my nurse uh, mother is really worried, then how bad is this really? <laughs> exactly. And um, I think that was one of the last years that I got the flu shot because I think that it just demolishes me. Like I know that that's not how they work, and people argue and whatever. But for me, I think my body can't handle it. Whatever's in it to make you not get it or whatever. I don't know. I just, since then, I just don't get them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just, I, I, I haven't mean, gotten a flu shot for probably six years. Um, and I, you know, I haven't been sick like that. Um, you know, I, I would, the way I manage it though, is like when I travel and I go to places, I am on a constant stream of zinc tablets. I prevent, and it's prevented me from getting sick at BlizzCon and other conventions ever since. So yeah, I don't know what it is, really but smart. I'm, so I've, I, I mean, I had a, like the first couple years after BlizzCon, I got really sick. And then after that, as soon as I started uh, zinc tablets before and uh, during the whole time, and then shortly after I got home, I haven't gotten it. So yeah. no I get con sick con. all the time after, yeah, every con, every, and actually it's gotten worse in the last year or so to the point that I've been like, man, I really need to find a doctor. I need to go talk to somebody because it seems like, uh, with the exception of this last time that Matt was sick, which makes me think maybe it was something like he got sick with the same bug that I'd had earlier in the year or something. So I had some immunity to it. But oh, my God, anyone who comes to the house, anyone who is around me that is even remotely like, oh, I have a cough. <coughs> it's like it, I get it. And it knocks me out like that for a week. I've been yeah. so sick this last year. It's been insane. I've never been this sick in my life. To the point that I feel like I have some kind of like lowered immune system problem. and But then this gets back to Jules, like with her not wanting to necessarily go and get a mammogram. Just the fear that, oh my God, like if I have something wrong with my immune system, like mm-hmm. that's a whole system. Like I need that yeah. to live. <laughs> right. <clears throat> so it's just like, you know, it's one thing to you know, have even something like bronchitis or something, which is like kind of an extended illness that usually, you know, takes a while to get rid of and, you know, takes different kinds of medications, all the rest of it. Like, at least that's something that it's like, it's an illness. It's like, it's a bug. I can kill it, get rid of it, and it's fine. But if I have some sort of like malfunction with one of my bodily systems, it's something I've never had to deal with before. Like I have, knock on wood, been very lucky and very healthy throughout my life. Any kind of major issues that I've had have been like trauma. Like I tore all the tendons and ligaments in my ankle playing volleyball. Like, you know, like see, I ugh, broke my arm. Like, <laughs> like I don't want to see the videos of like people like bending things backwards. No, no, I know. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. The, those are awful. Like sports injury stuff. I know. But that's like my point is I've had, um, like trauma events that have caused me to have things malfunction in my body, but it's never just been like, Oh, your immune system's kind of borked <laughs> like that to me is terrifying. Cause it's not something I can, you know, rest for a few weeks and, and do physio and get back in there. It's like, if my immune system, if there's something wrong with it, then, Oh man, I'm in big trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's the, it's the avoidance of, of, you know, the unknown mm-hmm. of it. 
And, you know, I would say, you know, to kind of dip my toe outside the pool a little bit, I think it's also very, very similar to how people don't want to know if there's a mental health issue as well. Mm. You know, tying that directly to, well, uh, sometimes I get a little blue every once in a while, or sometimes I have, you know, sometimes I don't want to get out of bed for a week, you know, or things like that and saying, oh, no, it'll pass. It'll be fine. Mm -hmm. But to know or say, you know, hey, I know that there's something wrong like seriously wrong so it's it, it's 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 branching out beyond mm-hmm. just uh the medical it's also mental health and you know beyond physical health too mm-hmm. which is I which totally is hard i believe though that if you're at home a lot joss now with like working from home and stuff and you're only around the people you're around i totally think that that's something where you're not getting like the outside stuff, you know, you're Exposed not getting other people's dirt. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I was nannying, I swear if I got sick, it would only last maybe a couple days. But ever since I've been working this job, which will be two years this June, I think. Um, I feel like I get sick all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's where I work is like a room with like seven to 12 people, depending on who's there. And there's no like windows to outside. So there's no fresh air coming in. And I feel like if somebody's coughing, like it's just circulating the room. Like (laughs) there's no getting away from it. And like, I have constantly, like I have my own like Clorox wipes and stuff to like keep my desk cleared off. Like um, when I came back to work, like I'm walking around opening doorknobs with the Clorox wipe in my hand. Cause I don't want to give it to anybody else, you know? Right. Right. But when I was an Annie, oh man, like, and if you think about it, it's like, they each have their own classroom, the triplets. So it's like a different Petri dish all coming together <laughs> when I get them after school. So I felt like that kind of helped build up my immune system. So I feel now it's like terrible. So I completely understand that. Yeah, I think it's probably, it could be part of that, right? Is that I spend a lot of time in the basement. I spend a lot of time either alone or just with Matt and, you know, like, now that there's a baby in the house, oh my God, everyone wants to touch the baby and then they come home and I'm like, oh, yay, baby. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I just got Ebola. Just wait, <laughs> just wait till the baby goes to like, to daycare, you know, either yeah. daycare or school. <laughs> yeah. And you get the notes home that say, hand, foot, mouth disease is like oh. spreading the classroom. <laughs> yes. It's or gross. the best one is lice. Lice. <laughs> That's the worst. Oh my god, uh, that's what like one of the triplets like came over one day and they had like a bar stool counter thing and he sits down to do his homework and he like he taps me on the shoulder and he's like, Sarah, he's like, uh, this bug just fell off my head. I was like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh, their mom. No. I was like, um, um, oh. <laughs> that's hilarious. They caught it early and I think just that one had it, but they all went and got their hair cut and everything and. Oh, oh man. <laughs> three kids. Oh, Lord. No, no. Thankfully, I think that was the only time that ever happened. But yeah, he's like, oh, this just happened. And I was like, gross. I'm like, get away from me. Don't touch my hair. Which is totally yeah. the reaction you want the caregiver to have. <laughs> oh, my God, you're disgusting. Get away from me. <laughs> I'm like, don't sit on the couch. Oh, man. Yeah, it's like everything. It's like the bedding and the and the towels and the couch and oh god yes uh hachikumo in the chat room makes a really good point he says uh sometimes getting sick is just a result of low self-awareness so like for instance for me i just feel really relaxed when i'm at home you know like i'm not 
constantly like be oh gotta wipe down my keyboard like <laughs> i gotta be more like nevermore and wipe down like all of the the handles and everything because it's it's home right so yeah I, that could absolutely yeah, I that exactly <laughs> so because i spend so much time in this environment you know like people are, are coming in there's four of us plus the baby that live in the house so you know like we're coming and going and you know touching all kinds of different things and we had a cleaning lady but now we don't have a cleaning lady anymore so we're definitely a whole lot less like on top of things like dust and yeah you know like all that kind of stuff so there's a very good chance that like especially with our bedroom being right next to the furnace room like that's probably a lot of like stuff getting kicked up down in the basement that may not necessarily get you know all the way through the house so yeah that's quite a possibility is that it's just I've been lax with you know cleaning although I also don't necessarily like constantly disinfecting because no like I I worked in a hospital and I took biology in university and just the whole idea of super bugs and stuff from all of it's like if you kill 99.9%, that means 0.1% of those bacteria survived, and then they're going to have bacteria babies, and then all of your bacteria is going to survive because <laughs> they won't be, uh, they won't just won't die to all of your sweet antibiotic stuff. So it survived and it's pissed. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know if there is an easy answer to this, to the, to trying to, to face this demon. The way I faced it down is I basically you just held kicked myself it in the balls and you just well, went yeah. and did it. <laughs> See, we think that though. We're like, damn, Jules is just on top of it. But yeah. she even said like, she put it off for two years, you know? Yeah. And then I, made my I made Sorry myself to, like, an ultimatum. It out. I didn't mean it as like a mean <laughs> no. thing. I'm just saying for Jocelyn and I where yeah. we're like accepting the fact that you're just amazing and do everything right away. <laughs> no, I am not. And because I I am I am a wuss. You know, it, as I sit here right now, I don't know what the results were of that test. And they tell you not just to, you know, make your anxiety even more fun. They tell you um, don't be alarmed if they call you back and ask you to see more, to get more scans because that's normal, um, for, you know, sometimes they need additional scans in order to try to see what the maybe anomaly is, but, you know, that's funny it's that, that they're just like, we don't even know if we're going to find an anomaly yet, but just in case, <laughs> Yeah, like it's totally normal that we Ugh. may find one and call you back because it may be something we just have to look at closer. But, you know, for someone who is like, oh, my gosh, what would happen if it was the worst possible thing, you know, and I had, you know, I, I'm usually pretty OK when it comes to stuff that I can't control. I was really anxious yesterday. Hmm. I was super anxious yesterday like disaster thinking at the wazoo kind of, you know, and it was like, um, I had to stop myself and say, you can't control this no matter what, like you, you'll find out and then you deal with it. But it, it was well, hard. And that's kind of the key, right? Is that right now there is absolutely nothing you can do. And, and the thing that you can do, you've already done is you've right. you know taken the first step to figure out if there even is anything wrong. And, you know, like if you've been doing all of your self exams and if you've been on top of it and stuff like that there, there probably isn't anything wrong but you've no. taken the first step at least to finding out if there potentially is so i think you know you, you really need to focus on the fact that you've taken the first step and there's nothing you could do right this second anyway <laughs> exactly it doesn't stop me from being you know 
I, being in the ostrich that wants to stick her head in the sand and pretend that it's not there, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that I just, I had to just stare it down in the face and say, nope, this is a demon that you're, that you're hiding from and you've got to deal with it. And so, um, I'm proud of myself for doing it, but I'm not proud of myself for putting it off for two years you know, because I was wuss. <laughs> I was afraid. Well, you know um, what? You need to forgive past jewels. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thanks. I get that you're afraid. <laughs> it, it sounds terrifying. And like, I have so many questions for the lady who does that. Like, I have so many questions to ask her. Okay, this is stupid. So don't judge me. So like, obviously, <laughs> when you're learning to be that lady in that position, right? Like, what do they do? Be like, here's four different five different sizes of boobs like this is how you actually like put it on there like do they teach her like how she properly positions them like yeah how many classes (laughs) does she have to take to position the boobs like (laughs) I have so many questions and coming from somebody who has never really had no boobs right right Right. like you put it on the shelf so I'm thinking you slap it on the shelf because I have giant (laughs) boobs but what if you're like flat chested how do they do that what do you do for a mammogram for what there's nothing there? I want to know. <laughs> I want to be like, gonna take your never more to work day. Like, I want to go like, <laughs> find out all these secrets to this job. Oh, wow. <laughs> you well, would you go know, there. <laughs> if there. If there's a mammography technician out there who can answer yes. never more questions. Please inform her <laughs> how the little boobs get examined. <laughs> also, how come how come for dudes they don't have to go slap it on and like squish it? Come on now. If we're they gonna have, have to equal testing here. <laughs> oh, they get their own thing. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they do. They get to turn ask, their head ask. and cough. So be, be thankful yes, you don't have, have to do that. Cough is. I'll let know what somebody they do. hold my boobs. Oh, I do. My head and cough. I'll let you, come no, me. I don't think Nevermore understands what happens. <laughs> Do you want a doctor to stick his thumb up your bum hole? Because no. that's what happens. That, yeah, so be thankful that all you have to do is slap your boob on a shelf. <laughs> See, I was, I was all in until you said stick your thumb up your butt. Now I'm just like, I'm out. <laughs> Well, it's not the thumb, you, you, you know. There is a finger that is in the... <laughs> Nothing's going up my butt. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, my man. gosh. Subject change before I die. All right. <laughs> well, speaking of sending in <laughs> directions on how to get a mammogram... <laughs> From a flat-chested woman, because Nevermore would really like to know. I need to know. <laughs> if you guys have any feedback that you'd like to send the show, or if you would like to share your personal stories and your personal demons, please do send us an email at demonspodcast at gmail.com, because unfortunately, we don't have a listener story this week. So uh, you can also head on over to discord.gg slash jossplays, that's J-O-C-E plays, if you would like to have real-time conversations with other listeners there's a lot of people in our Slaying Demons chat rooms, so uh, if you need immediate support or help or want to share your story, then uh, head on over to Discord. Uh, if you would like to remain anonymous, then the best place to do that is to send the show an email, and we will keep your name and identifying personal information out of anything that we share on the show. 
I think that's actually, it's going to do it for us this week because, uh, yeah. yeah, that's all we've got for you. So apologies for the shorter episode, guys, but uh, you can fix that. Apologies for the entire episode. <laughs> uh, it was the return of Nevermore in boob-covered awesomeness, I think, is what we're just going to call the episode. Did you miss me? So much. <laughs> so, so, so much. Uh, oh, so yeah. Nevermore, if they want more boob-covered awesomeness, where can they find you on the internet? <laughs> I am at on Twitter at quoted nevermore. All and right, that's it because my my time for my Etsy shop and everything is getting really close to cons. So who knows if that'll actually get opened or not beforehand? So we'll see. All right, Jules, where can folks find you? You can find me on Twitter at JulesRPG. Um, and you can find my other show, which is Torrent Think Tank, on Thursdays uh, at 8 o'clock central at twitch.tv slash Torrent Think Tank. Uh, this last episode was a really good one. Um, I don't know if you heard Nevermore, but Oddish came back to the show last week. <gasps> Yay. I knew she yes. was coming to the show, but I, I missed it. I'm sad. Yeah. So it's out now. You can listen to it. It was a really wonderful episode um, talking about um, the, the world of being transgender on Twitch, which was a very, um, it was, and it's a, an extremely positive and heartening uh, discussion about the the positivity of community and the support of people who really get you. Um, so yeah, check it out. It's uh, it's uh, Torn Think Tank is the show, and Thursdays eight o'clock central. Her chat room is amazing. Like from Artists. the few times I've jumped in there, and she'll answer questions for you, and she's just. The nicest person and always positive and ugh, I still geek out over it. I was like, Jules, 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 I need to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you met her last year, right? You I know. Yeah. yeah, but I was just like standing behind you, like waiting. <laughs> she was with you. I was like, I wait, I'm ready. <laughs> She's fantastic. I love her. All right. Uh, so you can follow me. I'm Joss Plays on Twitter and Twitch, or you can also go and follow the show at Demons Podcast on Twitter. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.